This that lunchroom chatter podcast, you know? Will you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend, but you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you lay up and think about being a porn star, but you can't because you come too quick, so you got to eat the pussy for 95 minutes. Mmm, that kind of shit. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat, but you can't because you live with your mama. And she busts in the room and says, bitch, get the fuck up. Mama, why you ain't knock on the door first? This that kind of shit. Where you can be yourself, where you can relax, where you could put yourself into the mind of another nigga. So stay tuned. Let's get this shit popping. Lunchroom chatter podcast, baby. Oh, my God. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know some of you guys was like, where has he been? I'm back, baby. It's season two. If you thought season one, well, hold up. Before I even get to that, season one consists of the first 50 episodes, man. So any one of you guys who tuned in during any of season one as it was going on currently, man, I thank you guys so much, man. You guys made season one so great. You guys helped me spark so much great dialogue about real life issues and just real good content, man. First season, independent podcast, over 5,000 plays, man. So this season for season two, my goal, I want to hit 10K. Like for this one season alone. But, um... It, oh my god I was only gone two weeks And it has been so much fuckery going on It has been a lot of shit Donald Trump is leaving the White House But he's not going down You know with pride He going down like a bitch You know it. You stupid ignorant son of a bitch Dumb bastard Jesus Christ I met some dumb bastards in my time But you outdo them all Get over there He is making it hard as hell to leave the White House man Donald Trump he, he trying to get every state he is losing in. No, 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 no. Go recount them ballots. But the states he is winning in, that's fine. <laughs> like, that don't remind you of a sore loser? The first night this man said it, whoa, 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 whoa. If, if any state shows that I am winning, stop counting the, the votes. If I'm up, don't count the votes, man. Like, if that ain't the most craziest shit ever, man, but T.I., what are you doing? Like, T.I. is becoming more lame and corny by the day. Like, y'all remember when T.I. was like the like the cool, smooth OG of the rap game? But now it's like he keeps putting, like, his, he, I, I don't know, he just got to a point now to where he don't think before he speaks, especially in the urban community. We've seen it time after time again, but people didn't really like what he said the other day. T.I. had, um, he posted, I don't know if it was a meme or something he wrote. It said, Atlanta is a beautiful, progressive city filled with black excellence. We uplift each other and win together. Stop coming here to kill each other. That shit is played out. Management. Now, it's nothing wrong with that. It was the caption he said where he said, handle your beefs in your own city. Thanks in advance. Now, for those of you guys who don't know, Chicago rapper by the name of King Vaughn, he was killed a few days ago in Atlanta at about 3 a.m. in the morning. They was leaving a, a hookah spot and he got into an altercation with, they said, Quando Rondo's 
Um, team now I don't know who the fuck Cornell Rondo is man <laughs> Like I'm 31 years old I don't know Who the fuck this nigga is But they said He's a rapper from Chicago I guess they used to be friends They had beef now And from the footage Which is out It came out on TMZ King Vaughn Was actually fighting With the crew He was throwing punches And then You can tell Well you can see The exact point where Someone pulled out a gun And shot And you know, he eventually passed away at the hospital. And it's sad, man, because this year, like, we've lost so many people, man. Like, I've spoken on it here time after time again about the fact that, like, something has to be done in our community. And for T.I. to not understand, like, beef has no limits. Like, if, if, um, if two, like, well, if two people are from the streets and they have beef, I don't care if they meet in Portugal some shit gonna pop off because like that is the way beef works. Like it's no rules in beef. It's no oh no 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 um you with your kid. It's no rules like that, man. We just seen a a video this past summer. I spoke about it on here about a father who was walking with his six or seven year old daughter. These two people who we had a beef with, they seen him. They drove up alongside of him and shot him dead. When he was with his daughter, like, there's no, like, those days, I mean, yeah, would it be nice, you know, if people actually had standards and morals and can actually talk things out and forgive, but me growing up in the hood, that's not how it works, man. It's not. But um, a guy by the name, well, I don't know who the fuck this nigga is. Some of y'all might know him. A guy by the name of 600 Breezy, he spoke out on the King's Vaughn. Incident and he tried to I guess explain Why Chicago dudes don't fist fight Because I mean like If people actually fought Like you know with their fists It would make things easier You guys fight There's one winner There's one loser Now even even like when that happens Now It's been this way for at least a good little minute The loser feels as if they have to resort To getting a gun Because they are so embarrassed But player, This is what King Von said I mean, Not King Von 600 Breezy to our culture and be trying to call Chicago niggas bitches for all the shooting we doing and not y'all clearly seen folks was putting hands on that nigga beating the fuck out of him like beating his ass Vaughn a skinny nigga it really put hands on him and you see what happened so I just want everybody to look at this shit and understand Chicago's point of view from the culture if my first time ever getting shot at it was from me breaking a nigga jaw Niggas coming to my school every day trying to kill me over fist fights. My homie just got took out his glow over a fist fight. Just, just see where we coming from. Like, you see where we coming from. That's it. That's all I'm saying. I have to say this, that this whole generation fucked up. Niggas can't take ass whoopers. Niggas get their ass beat. Niggas come blowing. If Nick Folksman would have been blown from the jump, if that was what it was, folks use hands. So this that's all I'm saying. Don't everybody I don't never want to hear niggas Chicago niggas bitches. They can't fight. All they want to do is shoot. Come on, you just think that the folks won barely 160 pounds. Put them bitches on the nigga and his man's blue. Come on, on camera at that. Threw his life away. We lost folks, he he, he throw his life away. You feel me? When they could have just took that ass whooping and, 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 and been embarrassed on the internet and they could a hundred percent man. Like I said, like if you I remember like like I said, I'm 31, man. You know, back in my day, you fight. 
sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and that's it. You just you move on from it, man. But it's too much pride now, especially amongst the inner city. And I think a lot of it, sadly, has to do with social media. Because, you know, back then, like when I was in like elementary, even middle school, you have a fight, you lose. Don't nobody know about the fight. Can't nobody see the fight. Don't nobody know you lost. <laughs> Unless those, you know, it was only those that seen the fight that knew that you lost. But now you get into a fight, you lose. It's posted on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. It goes viral. And now the entire world see you getting your ass beat on Worldstar. But um, I'm back, man. Your boy is back. I'm back, bitches. I got a nice little show lined up for y'all today, man. Stay tuned. This is season two. Thank you guys. for Man, y'all, y'all came back with a brother, man. I was scared. I was thinking, you know, if I, if I take these two weeks off, they ain't going to come back with me. But y'all here, man. Stay tuned, season two, Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, baby. Yo, yo, your boy back, man. Now, look, I had planned to take an extra week off, man, but I, I got bored. I was like, shit, I miss getting behind the mic. I miss talking my shit. I miss just venting and being expressive because, like, it eases my mind. But, uh, whoo, it's some messy shit this episode, man. So, as we know, Joe Biden has won the presidency. And look, like, I'm so fucking happy, man. I got tired of them motherfuckers pandering, man. If I had to see Joe Biden and Kamala Harris go to one more black event or get another fucking battle rapper to get behind their campaign. But, uh, you know, in all folks, let me clap it up. Kamala Harris, man, first female vice president in U.S. history. First black woman in U.S. history. In that kind of role. Let me clap it up again. Shout outs to Kamala, man. Y'all know I got to clap it up because, you know, motherfuckers about to drag them. I give them four months before they drag Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Because with social media now, like, people build up people so high just to bring them down, man. But speaking of being brought down, there was an interview by Chris Cuomo, I believe you say his name. A White House secretary got called out really? for not denouncing. The Hold said, on, let me play this. Hold on. He got called out for saying he would not. Well, she, he, whoever this fuck is, whoever this motherfucker is, they would not denounce Donald Trump if Donald Trump came out and said specifically these words: "I am racist." You play out this clip, man. Kaylee, if the president said. The reason I'm saying these things is because I'm a racist. I know he hasn't said that. I know he doesn't believe that. Hypothetically, if he said that, would it change your support for him? Look, Chris, this is absurd for you to even ask that question. I understand the Democrats and the left have been trying to paint the president as a racist since June of 2015 Mm. when he first came down the escalator. Why isn't your answer no? It's a ridiculous assertion. Why is it? Do y'all see the backpedaling? Do y'all see how she's avoiding the question? I mean, it's not absurd. Now, if, if we're talking about Kurt Franklin or like Yolanda Adams or somebody, the question is absurd. But we're talking about Donald Trump, someone who fans the flames every chance he gets. Let's finish this clip. 
crazy. Your answer, no, I don't support racism. Because I won't, I, I won't, I won't allow you attach, to attach a label to the president, even hypothetically, that is patently false and untrue. This How is, is a man it patently who was false when Jackson what he just said was patently racist? What work he did for minority communities? The First Step program that his son-in-law nothing. jammed down his throat? That's what you're talking about? Come on. The guy long, did the Central Park long, Five, part of it, he did birtherism, long, and he just told four brown lawmakers to go back where you come from. And you're going to say it's an unfair label, Kaylee? The facts are not your friend. Mm. Oh, of course I'm going Woo! to say that. Oh, the facts Press. are absolutely my um, friend. But just to be very clear, I asked you that question because it should have been easy for you, Kaylee. It should have been an easy no. Mm. If he admitted he was a racist, I would never support Woo! I got to end it right there, bro, because she about to talk some bullshit. But that, Chris Cromo, my... That's why I had to come back, man. I had to come back for people like that. For my guy, Chris, man. My son is always holding it down. And those of you guys who have been watching this brother for years, like, he's always been like that. So, like, this is not nothing new that just popped up now with the whole revival of the pro-black era. Nah. He been doing that for years. Calling out these motherfuckers, man. Ooh, but somebody who got called out. Now, this shit right here might be a little bit messy. Now... As we know, virtual school is going on right now. And what happened, I believe this was a middle school or high school. Now, in my opinion, before I even play the clip, I believe that the woman was overreacting in regards to the mom. But what happened was, you know, the class had just started. Well, you know, based on what I seen and the teacher was asking everyone, how was your weekend? So one child said, I had a good weekend. You know, I went bowling with my father. And in a way, the male teacher could have been overstepping because it could come off that way. Now, I don't know if he asked this this question to follow up into something else. But after she said she went bowling with her dad that weekend, he asked the question, hey, you know, so how's your relationship with your father? Now, I've been asked that question by many teachers you know, oh, how's your relationship with your mom? How's your relationship with your dad? And, you know, like, I've always been happy about that question, to be honest. You know, the fact that, like, when I see a teacher take an interest in my life outside of just school, it kind of made the teacher, like, more human, in my opinion. Because, like, when we see, like, teachers, when we see cops, when we see doctors, like, a lot of times, like, they just, they show up, they do their job, and they don't give a fuck about your personal life. But, I mean, I understand by him asking that, especially in the times we live in now, it can be perceived a certain way. So the mama jumped in. The mama jumped into the <laughs> into the virtual class. And I'm going to let y'all hear what happened, man. This is what happened. It's some crazy shit, man. The mama jumped into the virtual class with other kids right there listening. This brother was so embarrassed talking about the teacher, but... This is what happened. Shit. I understand. You don't ask personal questions, and I don't give a damn. You talk, Gina, and I don't care about if this shit recorded or whatever. I'm going to have an attitude. I understand. Because you are unprofessional. That's un professional Let me pause real quick. Now, when she said it's unprofessional, at first I was like, you know, did he ask her something sexual? But, like, once it came out, she asked, well, he asked, how is your relationship with your dad? And she did all this screaming and fussing, which you guys are about to hear. 
I was like, I can see why this motherfucker don't really give a fuck about her. This how you acting? <laughs> the fuck? Mm-hmm. And excuse me, kids, that you had no right and don't you don't be asking them about questions like that. Your Excuse job me, is a teacher. You are to teach. Again, I, I apologize as well. Don't know. What's your name? What I'm telling you. I'm going to report your ass as soon as, as, soon as I get up off of here. I'm going to report your ass and you better believe it. Because you're going to learn the day, mister. You don't ask personal questions. You don't have nothing to do with kids. Do y'all hear how she's going off now? Like I said, when like when I when I was watching it, I was like, "Damn!" Because up until this point, right now, you guys don't you know if I didn't tell you, you guys would not have known the reason that she's going off. So I'm thinking he said some shit like, "Hey, you know, so what's your breast size? Like, what's your bra size? Like, that's what I thought." But then she said, "As you guys are going to hear, so how's your relationship with your father?" Like, it's like a lose-lose because, like, when I worked in a school district, like, I was, of course, you know, when it comes to girls you, and, like, me being a male, you got to kind of be cautious about what you ask. You can't hug them. It's just, like, it's a lot you can't do, even in regards to the boys. Because we live now in, like, this world of, like, heightened sensitivity to where you can put yourself in situations that can be perceived in a different light as opposed to the way you want it them to be but oh my god let me let y'all hear this like i said the mama going off she oh she having a field day bro relationship with child ass with their parents you don't got no business y'all can't disconnect her and i'm sorry i feel you man like i said i'm glad it's recording i'm glad it's recording he had no way to ask my daughter personal questions about her relationship with her father his job as a teacher is to teach. He asked my daughter, was, was, how was her weekend? She said, good. She went out with her dad. That's it. What? You asking questions. Does she have a good relationship with her father? Ms. Williams, can I answer your question? Who does that? Can I answer Aren't you a math teacher? Can I answer your question? All of my teachers have done that. The ones that cared about me, but let's continue. I- You're a math teacher, right? All right, Ms. Williams, so you can... Are you a math teacher, yes or no? You can go ahead and call the school and let them know, but I am... Oh, well, you ain't going to call the school because you don't play the type... I don't play the type of games. Mm-hmm. I'm going to report you. You people think because you're black, and that's what I hate when black people get in positions. You think because you're black, automatically you get to say, but I can guarantee if you was teaching a bunch of white students... Like that's what you brought Everything is not the race card Like I said the teacher Asked so how was your relationship With your father Now in high school I had a teacher Miss Lewis Like she used to always ask me about that But I, I understand that this is a woman teacher So of course the whole perception is different And I am a male But I had a teacher Um, Damn what was his name man I don't remember this motherfucking name But it was in middle school and like he used to always ask me these questions. Hey, you know, so this weekend, how was your weekend? You know, so how was your mom? Like, how was your dad? I told him, you know, I'm like 13. I've never met my father. I don't know who he is. So by me saying that, it dived into like a deeper conversation. The fact that he said, you know, he respected me as a student and how I always came to work. Well, I always came to class on time. 
I paid attention. I was focused and like I was always committed, you know, to the work, even if I didn't know something. So like I said, I kind of understand what the teacher was trying to do. But then again, by asking that, and again, these are teens, by him asking that, he opened up the floor for it to be perceived in a certain kind of way. And and it's kind of the bad, and that's kind of bad, man. Because like by seeing the brother face, like the brother was hurt. The brother was embarrassed. Like he was just hurt because you can tell, like, by him asking that question, like he meant it from a good place. Like these are students he really cared about. It seemed as if he was trying to build a connection with these students and it just ain't go that way, but damn, I got to pay some bills real quick. And look, I know this is the part y'all hate. Oh my God, I don't feel like hearing the ad again. I don't give a fuck, man. I got to pay some bills, you know. Brother got to do his thing, but um, I'll be back. Y'all know who it is, man. It's the guy y'all know and love. The cutest man in the world, a.k.a. Sexy Chocolate, a.k.a. Young Poppy, a.k.a. Oh my God, he's so fine. I'll be back. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, I have breaking news. Courtesy of Hollywood Unlocked, they just announced that Summer Walker is pregnant. A lot of this makes sense now. The fact that Summer Walker broke up with London on the track about 75 times, but she keeps going back. Now she pregnant. And now I know Summer Walker has not come out herself and confirmed it, but I trust Hollywood Unlocked. I trust my guy, Jason Lee. Damn, it makes sense. I just spoke about this last episode. The fact that Summer Walker had announced, you know, I'm done with him. It's over. But oh my. Oh my God. I don't know if I should just boo her. Let's boo her a little bit. And again, I understand woman, pro-woman, you know, women should be able to date who they want to date. I get it. But this is a guy you complain about at least twice a week. Yeah, you know, ladies, respect yourself. Don't let a guy make you feel less than. Don't let a guy take, you know, take over your mind. Like, this is the stuff she posts. And now, if it is to be confirmed 100% that she is pregnant, she is stuck with him for life. She's stuck with this brother for life. God, but speaking of somebody who was trying to avoid life in prison, I just had this clip pulled up. My guy Mike Tyson revealed that when he had to do a drug test, he used his baby's urine. That's kind of a smart idea because, like, let me let, let me play what he said, man. You know, in the past, it was a whizinator, yes. which was a prosthetic. Yeah, it was dick. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> with you put clean urine. Yeah, in I put, no, I put my baby's urine in it. Oh I'm just, my and god! I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping that one day I use my wife. And my wife said, "Baby, you better not hope that he comes back pregnant or something." <laughs> yeah. And I said, "No, so we ain't gonna use you no more. We're gonna use the kids." Because I got scared of the. I ain't gonna spend too much time because that's a smart idea, man. Like we know, back in Mike Tyson's heyday, back in Mike Tyson's prime, he was a wild boy, man. I know he did time in prison, I believe, in, in regards to a rape charge. Um, he had a toxic relationship with, I forgot her name. Was it Robin Givens, I believe? You know, he lost a daughter a couple years back. I believe she had went into his, gy- his gym at his house, and she had got stuck on the treadmill. So, I mean, 
Damn. Hold on. I, I just seen a video pop up. Can't find that shit. Oh, we lost Alex Trebek, man. Did I tell you that shit already? Forgive me, man. I don't got no notes for this episode, man. My mind is off, but I had a story I wanted to tell y'all. Because <laughs> on, on Instagram the other day, man, I posted about, you know, was I a stalker back in seventh grade? Because there was a girl who was in my seventh grade class. Her name was Shanice Weaver. She was black. She was fine, man. But um, there was one day where, you know, we had, we had a big, like a big test, a big exam, and I didn't have a pencil. So I was asking around, asking the class, hey, you guys, you have a pencil. And like, until this day, she had never spoken to me ever. But this one day she turned around, she said, John, I got a pencil. And she gave me the pencil. Let's clap it up for Shanice Weaver. 20 years later, let's clap it up for Shanice. 20 years ago, she gave me a pencil, man. Now, when I got the pencil, you know, I took my test. I was done. And I tried to give her back the pencil, but I guess she was in a rush because she left. So I kept the pencil. I took it home. And I put the, I put the pencil under my pillow for three months. Now, I know some of you guys may be trying to give me the dumb bitch, but nah. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there! Now look, I had a reason. Like, this ain't the Cardi B. What was the reason? I had a reason. What was the reason? I had a reason. What was the reason? I, reason? I just explained the reason. What was the reason? The reason was the pencil had her scent on it. Now, when I tell y'all, man, like, you know how, like, pencils smell like lead. But for some reason, like, the pencil had, like, this strong, magnificent, just lavender blossom rose petal smell. And I kept the pencil under my bed, well, under my pillow to make believe that Shanice Weaver was in my bed with me. Now, after three months, I threw the pencil out because, you know, after three months, the pencil had lost the, you know, know, the scent was fading away. I remember one time my brother tried to pick up the pencil to use. And when I tell you, I went off on my brother, man. Because he, he was looking for a pencil. And I guess, you know, he went to my bed. He, he you know, he, he touching my stuff. He moved my pillow. He found the pencil. And, like, once he touched the pencil, like, I don't know what, what, what happened, but the motherfucker took the whole scent from Shanice Weaver and the scent was gone. Like, after that, it just smelled like a pencil. But, um, oh, oh, bye wow. Now, again... I'm going to say right now, I agree 100% with Bob. Now, Bob said, in order to become, to become a thoughtrepreneur, that is a thought on Instagram or in life now, number one, become a stripper. Number two, gain popularity. Number three, decide to do music, rap, or sing. Number four, host some parties. Number five, mess around with a few popular Social media names. Number six, post your designer bag or your jewelry that you don't pay for. Number seven, and this is the key, add for booking in your bio. Now, every, what they call them, a socialite or Instagram model, they always have that in their bio. You know, if you want to book me, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. Now, a lot of people got mad at, at the brother, man. They got offended by Bow Wow. 
They said, you know, why is he always in women's business? And like I said earlier on Instagram, at Lunchroom Chatterpod, once a woman posts her business online, it is now available for public consumption. Like once you post what you're doing or once you post your business, like you open up that door for others to speak on it. So like I said, if you don't want to have people in your business, then keep your business offline. There's no other way around it, man. But like I said, man, this season, man, I got so much lined up for you guys, man. I'm trying to book right now my first celebrity episode. You know, where I have a celebrity on a guest, someone who I've known him for a couple years. I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna say the name yet because I like I, I don't got it hundred percent booked yet. But once I get that booked up, we're gonna have some fun, man. But I wanna I wanna play the the tribute that the Jeopardy director had said in regards to Alex Trebek. Like this loss hurt me the most of anyone in so long. Cause like it made me think of my grandmother, man. Alex Trebek is the host of Jeopardy. He just passed away a couple days ago. And like that hurt because like growing up with no cable, Jeopardy came on like regular channels with the antenna. And I used to always sit down and watch Jeopardy with my grandma. We used to bond. We used to just share stories. And, you know, I used to get every fucking question wrong on Jeopardy. But that that's not the question. That's not the point. The fact was that it took me back to a place when people could watch TV, people could bond, people could just come together and not grab the phone because back then phones and phones was like brand new. We ain't have social media, but this is the tribute that he said to Alex Trebek. Over the weekend, we lost our beloved host, Alex Trebek. This is an enormous loss for our staff and crew, for his family and for his millions of fans. He loved this show and everything it stood for. In fact, he taped his final episodes less than two weeks ago. He will forever be an inspiration for his constant desire to learn, his kindness, and for his love of his family. We will air his final 35 episodes as they were shot. That's what he wanted. On behalf of everyone here at Jeopardy, thank you for everything, Alex. This is Jeopardy. That's sad, man. Like I said, that like that hurt my feelings because like I was already in the down mood. I was kind of overwhelmed by you know life and things in general. So the fact that that news popped up that he passed away that hurt, man. But um, I want to play a song by my guy Maurice Moore. This is something about you. Again, Maurice Moore. Follow him on Instagram. Look him up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. This is Maurice Moore with something about you. Y'all know I love y'all, man. I don't want to stop this. Your body's my locket. Keep it close to my heart. Your absence is toxic. I'm riding the cockpit. Flying straight to the target. Uh, uh. Baby, you know it's the motion Ooh, yeah. Yeah. In case I never show you, here's a token Oh my love, yeah Something about the way you wear your hair Yeah, I can't help but 
not me, I've to take time. But there's a limit to my patience, girl. So if there's any uncertainty, girl, let me ease your mind. Oh. I wanna do you right. It's the middle of the night. Let me lick it up nice. I'ma treat you right. I took a picture in my Hey man, and look, Wendy Williams, shut up. I know normally after the song, we done. But hold on, hold on. Wendy Williams. Why is it playing again? Wendy. Now on her show, she said, you know, Donald Trump has has every right to just ask for a recount of all the votes. Wendy, shut up. You know damn well if Donald Trump had won, he would not be saying recount the votes. I believe that um, Donald Trump, our president, has every right to investigate. If he feels that the if he, if he feels that this um, election was stolen from him, then he has the right. He and his Wendy, shut up. We're not doing that, man. We're not doing that because I hate sore losers, man. He lost the election. Suck it up. Move on. End of story, man. But um, this your boy John and Shows. I know y'all love me. I love y'all too. I'm back, baby. Season two. A lot, a lot lined up for y'all this season, man. I can't wait for y'all to see. I can't wait for y'all to hear what I got planned. Love you guys. Stay safe. And as always, think of me. Ha!